Welcome to the Pursuit of Now podcast. I'm Chase. And I'm Katrina. And let the pursuit begin. And we are back. Welcome back to the show, you lovely people. Welcome back. Yeah. (laughs) We are so excited uh, about this episode today because we're going to kick off 2023 right. Yes. And do you know how we're going to do that? How are we going to do that? We're going to talk about one of the most important topics when it comes to your marriage. Which is finance. Finance. Finesse and finance. That's the name of this episode. That's pretty good. What did you say? Finesse and finance. Finesse and finance. Yeah. Mm, I like it. I like it. Yeah. So we're going to be talking about them fat stacks. Fat stacks. Fat stacks. Fat stacks. That's our saying, by the way. That's a common terminology. (laughs) Yeah. Fat stacks. Fat stacks. So we use that all the time. So um, this is Fat Stacks University. We're going to dive into. (laughs) (laughs) What if that's the name of this episode? Fat Stacks University. So like every finance podcast we do is going to be Fat Stacks University, you think? Yeah. There you go. Fast Tax University. We just came up with it. And you can get that on a t-shirt once we drop some merch one of these times. Yeah, we're going to do it. Yeah. We actually did for real discuss that we at did, one point. We did look into it. Yep. So we might do that. If that would be something you guys would be interested in, let us know. Um, and let us know if you have any requests as mm-hmm. well. Yeah, because we had a couple requests so far, so we thought about it. Um, but before we get into that, too, also shout out to uh, my best friend, Tyler. And Lauren as well. They and came down last weekend. And my best friend Lauren. Yeah. And my best friend Tyler. Yep. So they came down last weekend and uh, for New Year's. And they surprised us with some sweet merch. And you can also check it out if you watch us on YouTube. Um, but they got some nice cups. Of course, I'm drinking my white mocha in it. Duh. And I got this sweet shirt that says hashtag team white mocha. So let's go. So yeah, we're going to put it on our own merch and then drop it soon so mm-hmm. yeah maybe. maybe we will yeah maybe <laughs> maybe um but yeah we're really excited today we're going to talk about finances um all that good stuff wanted to throw a little bit of a plug in before we get started though is that okay, okay? yeah for i'm sure. throwing a little plug yeah plug it up okay i'm gonna throw in a little plug so if you are entrepreneurial minded and you want to make six figures this year 2023 or Um, multiple six figures i do (laughs) yeah and you have zero experience zero skills and you just want to sit on the couch and make six figures i got the deal for you oh yeah yeah you know what it is what is it all you gotta do is join team white mocha let's go Oh, are we going to become an MLM? Yep, that's what it is. Um, so, Yikes. yep, Team White Mocha, um, it's it's pretty easy. So, it's really just, there's two ways that you can earn money with Team White Mocha. So simple, okay? Okay. First way, you can sell all of our, our products, okay? I'm talking refrigerators. Refrigerators? I'm talking <laughs> tables. I'm talking ketchup. Whatever it is that that we sell, you can sell it and you get, you know, a small commission off of it and then we'll make 14 million dollars yeah yeah so you know you can make a small commission selling those products if that's what you want to do or 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 or
Yeah. Or what you can do is you can actually bring people onto Team White Mocha. Oh. And and then they can sell stuff. But and they then, have to pay to be on the team. Yeah, they yeah, so they pay to be on the <laughs> team, no big deal. And then you recruit them on the team my mocha and then they sell stuff and then you get a commission based on what they sell. Not that much to get started. No, no, not that much to get started. <laughs> so super easy. So yeah, again, small commission. If you want to actually sell the products, whatever. Or all you gotta do is just bring more people on the team my mocha and then next thing you know. Fast tax, fast tax. Boom. Boom. So, so easy. So, yeah. So, again, uh, you can sign up right now. Uh, TeamWhiteMochaMLM.com. I love it. Yeah. <laughs> I hope, you know, I'm kind of wondering, like, if some people don't understand that we're joking. Yeah. We, we are completely joking. And that website does not exist. So, don't go search for it. Yeah. yeah. It's, it's, a, it's a lie. <laughs> or what if that website did exist and just... A slew of people went over there that would so be that'd crazy. be funny um anyways uh let's dive right in before we get into anything financial though of course we gotta start off the podcast um, with our small moments of joy small from moments this week. of joy so because we're living in the moment right now and that's just what we do so um again as we're doing this exercise you all better be doing this exercise as well so that um you can you know be thankful grateful and blessed and practice gratitude yep absolutely so treen would you like to go first? Sure. So my small moment of joy for the week is, hmm, I hadn't really thought about it until this moment currently spot. in this, in this spot in my life. Mm-hmm. So my small moment of joy, is, <laughs> you know, when you just get awkward and nervous and then you just start like spouting random words off like lime. Lime yeah. tomato yeah. cup. <laughs> That's what you're grateful for? Lime lime <laughs> tomato cup? No, I'm grateful for that our friends came down over the new year. Yeah. That was really fun. And then I spent some more time with some friends on um, Monday on New Year's Day. And yeah, that was really good. And then I went back to work this week. That was not good. I'm just kidding. Mm-hmm. It was good. It was it was really good to get back into a routine and everything. Um, just waking up is is kind of hard, but it was good to see all the kids and everything. Mm-hmm. Probably so. just a tad bit anxious after you have a couple of weeks off to get back at it, huh? For sure, mm-hmm. for sure. Anxiety has been very high this week, so I've been trying to uh, stay on top of it. And I will say that per last episode, I said that I was going to set a 20 minute timer when I got from work. And I did that two days. <laughs> yeah, she she did that two days. Well, really, I just started work on Wednesdays. So I did it Wednesday and Thursday and actually was really nice because it kept the apartment a little tidier. And I also set my limit on TikTok, started my list. So I will report back. Um, but I was proud of myself. Yeah, I was proud of you, too. Yeah, um, I thought you were referring to the TikTok in the beginning, but the 20 minute rule for cleaning the house. Yeah, that's yeah. what you were referring to. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Yep. So yeah, again, like yeah, coming home, yeah. she literally set a timer, twenty Bye, minutes. Got after cleaning for that twenty minute time frame. Everything was nice and picked up, and it was wonderful. And that was a great goal. And I think you're going to be sticking with it, and we're going to have a cleaner area. Thanks. And I mean, even if I don't stick with it every single day, I mean, if I just do it a couple times a week. I feel like that's better than anything and I'm not expecting like perfection by any means. So yeah. So yeah, I'm just, I'm just out here living really killing it already. 2023 
making some goals. Um, and also, uh, we didn't even get the chance to, to do this, but welcome to 2023. I know all of you all uh, listened to the last episode. You got some good goals set up for yourself. And just know we are on your side. We're rooting for you. You're going to also crush it in 2023. Yeah. And we're so proud of anybody who took the time to get out there and set some goals and have a vision for your life. Uh, we are very proud of you for that. Yeah, exactly. Yep. I agree. Oh, also another small moment of joy. Um, we had a friend that texted us, Brie, love you. Mm-hmm. Um, and she just let us know how much she loves listening to the podcast and has gotten something out of like every episode. And that's just pretty cool. Cause yeah. it's like, we're not doing this. I mean, we're doing this for fun and for us, but it's like, it's also really cool that people are actually getting something out of it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, and my other friend asked me if we rehearse. No, <laughs> nope. we do not rehearse. This is 100%. We hit play and then we go. And I'm currently trying to get my energy up because it's a lot to talk for an hour or something. Usually once you get into it, though, it just kind of goes for yeah. us. So yeah, a little anxiousness at first. And then once we get in the groove, we're all good. We're moving and grooving and that's right. All the things. Now, since we already got off topic a little bit, we're going to reel it back in. <laughs> going to reel it back in. Reel it back we're in. Going and fishing. I'm going to talk about what I have to be grateful for uh, this week as well. Um, What I'm grateful for, um, I also took a little bit of time off from work for the New Year's. So um, had Monday off, of course, for the the holiday. And then I also took Tuesday and Wednesday off as well, uh, which was nice just because uh, it was good just to recharge the batteries a little bit, you know, Um, especially with, with right now with, some of the weather we were getting, uh, things got a little bit uh, more busy for me for sure. So it was nice to just kind of take a few days, take a step back, play some farming simulator for a, lo- <laughs> a long time every day. <laughs> Great game. Okay, for real. Um, but there's, you know, there's only so much of that that I feel like I can do. And then eventually I'm like, okay, like I need to go be productive. Yeah, so, it feels good to like get things done and feel like you're on a routine because mm-hmm. yeah. for a while after you're like are not working for a while you're like I feel lost yeah well that's I just know. me I guess some people might feel different I don't know yeah that's how I feel like I'm good like give me like a few days of just chilling on the couch watching all the John Wick movies playing some farm simulator and then after a while I'm just like okay I need to get back to work I need to do something you know what yeah I mean? for yeah. sure um, but yeah, I'm grateful for that. Of course, I'm grateful for our friends uh, coming down. That was a lot of fun. Um, hope you all had a great uh, New Year's celebration as well. Hope everyone was safe. Um, but that was a ton of fun that they came down. We bought a couple uh, new uh, board games and stuff as well. Played some of those. Had some fun. And then we went out for a little bit, um, which always a good time for that as well. Yeah. And we um, called an Uber at 12.04 a.m. Yeah, we did. We said, yeah. Happy New Year. Bye. Yeah, we literally <laughs> did. And it was like, oh, Happy New Year. Kiss, kiss. Okay, Uber. And we're out. So that's just, that's how we roll. And it, it was also funny because the sports bar, it was like a sports bar kind of, mm-hmm. don't you think? So the bar that we were at, it was like someone started the countdown early. And so we all it said got like, all of us. Happy New Year. <laughs> <laughs> and then, and then it was like two seconds later and it was like three two one and we were like what like we already did this one time yeah that was so good such a good prank was it a prank like that someone did that on purpose i feel like it was a prank yeah 
That yeah. was calculated. Yeah, they really yeah. got us. <laughs> it did get us because we were all like, yeah, let's go. And then it was like, wasn't even midnight yet. We weren't paying any attention. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but yeah, that's what I'm grateful for. So um, again, do that exercise with yourself um, so that, you know, we can get in the right mindset of pursuing right now because you guys are the, do we come with the, the, the pursuiters? pursuiters? Of Nowers. Suit up. Oh, like how I met your mother. The Pursuiters of Nowers. Suit up. Yep, suit up. Barney. We're if working on it. If you know that it. reference, let me know. Sometimes yeah. I say random things, so. We're working on it. We're working on it. Okay, it's not it's not fully there yet, but we'll figure it out. Um, uh, a good name for our fan base. But anyways, let's dive right in. Let's talk about some finances. All right. We're about to finesse and finance. Yeah. Let's yep. get into it. Okay. So we're... The first topic we're going to talk about mm-hmm. is to combine or to not combine to finances combine or not to combine within a marriage. Mm-hmm. This is kind of a niche topic because obviously you relate to it if you're in a relationship in which you're going to do that, married or not. But we're married, and that's something that came naturally when we got married is to talk about combining our finances. So we're going to talk about the pros and the cons. Yep, absolutely. And and I think even if you're not married, it's still beneficial because if you're wanting to be in a serious relationship one day um, or you want to be married one day, it's good to start to think about these things because these are good conversations to have up front uh, with a potential partner that you're very serious with um, because, of course, the number one contributor to divorce is what, Trine? Money, money, money. 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 Money, 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 money. Oh, yeah, yeah. Jam, jam. That's what I was thinking of. No, no. I, oh, I, okay. I Let's can't try again. finish it. I can't finish it. Okay, fine. I don't know how it goes. You just, you hit the I high feel note. so much pressure. Yeah, okay. Um, all good. <laughs> Anyways, um, so yeah, so very important conversation to have. So to combine finances or to not. So if somebody were to come to me and they were to ask, Chase, should we combine our finances? We're about to get married. For me, I'm 100% yes. My opinion is you should absolutely combine your finances in marriage. Why? Let me explain why. Do you <laughs> want to know why? I want to know why. Let me just explain why. And here's my, because here's my thoughts around marriage. Okay. I feel like, and this is how I view our marriage is when we got married, we are now a team. You and I, we are now a unit. It's not you and me, it's we. Oh, <laughs> a little cringy, but it's Ooh. okay. Yeah, I ain't gonna lie, that was a little It's not little you cringy. and me, it's we. Yeah, that feels like that should be in a 2000s movie. <laughs> and then like some like, yeah. Yeah, then some, yeah some kind of uh, beat just drops in the background. And I'm running to the airport after you or something. Um, But yeah, it's not you and me. It's we. You know what I mean? Like, it's not like I bought the ketchup. So that's my ketchup. You buy the mustard and it's your mustard. It's like that's our ketchup and mustard, right? For sure. So I think that you're a team. And with something as important as finances, and it is such a huge um, reason why. Well, yeah, one of the top probably three or four reasons why uh, people end up getting divorced is over finances. And I think... A lot of the reason why is because they're not working together as a team. They're not having these conversations. They're not looking at it as one because you're a household, your household income. Um, you know, it's you guys working together and you should combine. There's lots of studies out there as well on it. So if you're more of a statistics person and you like to see the data, 
Um, they've done it. So much research on this. So, and uh, what they found is when married couples combine their finances, they tend to be happier. They tend to stay together longer. And they build wealth faster. So, um, all the studies are out there. And I think that you should be a team. I don't think that you should be a team, you know, on all other aspects and then not be a team on one of the most important aspects of a marriage, which is managing your finances, you know? So I think that's too important of a thing, uh, to be separate on. So for sure. And spoiler alert, we have combined finances, so we're a little bit biased in this conversation. we're We're a little bit biased, but what did you think? So we combined our finances uh, it, it was, was before. before we. It was before we got married. So we yeah. lived together for a long time. Yeah, what? Probably three, three years. Before. At least, at least three years, maybe even four. Yeah. So yeah. So we lived together for about three years, and honestly, like, and we had talked about it even like before that, because um, my biggest thing was like it was super annoying to have to like constantly like send Venmo. you money. Yeah, Venmo you money, you Venmo me money, and this, that, and the other. Like, that just got so annoying, and it's like, we know we're going to get married. (laughs) Yeah. You know, why don't we just go ahead and and combine our stuff? But for us, it was a little bit easier, too, because we both banked at Equity Bank. Mm -hmm. So, um, you know, having the same bank obviously makes it a little easier to work together, too. Yeah. Just combine your stuff. And I think... We had a joint checking account for a while, right? And then we eventually, I don't remember how we did that. Yeah. So we had a discussion about it. We, um, cause originally it was like, okay, we had a joint checking and a joint savings. And then you had also another personal savings. Yep. And you did want to hold on to that for a while and we discussed it and it was all okay. But then I think eventually we both were like, we had a discussion about it and kind of along the same vein, like we're a team. We shouldn't have things that are separate. Like this is ours. We work together. This yeah. is how we handle it. I had so we put it all under one. Yeah. I had to really step back and ask myself like, wait, why do I think I need a separate savings account? Like, I feel like I was like clinging on to my last bit of like independence. Like this is just mine. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> Cause I'd always like, you know, taken pride in that. So yeah, 100%. And I know it, it can be, I mean, definitely combining finances. And I think it's good that we're discussing it because I'm sure there's a lot of people that are kind of on the fence with it. Or I know we have some friends that are probably about to get married pretty soon. So um, it's good to start having these conversations. But um, I do understand, you know, one, because one of the cons to it uh, is that sense of like independence. Like I'm now giving up some of my independence mm-hmm. in my own finances. Um, and that's, uh, and I know you were, before we started the podcast, you were kind of talking about that too. So do you want to elaborate kind of on how that made you feel? Yeah. So I was like, I don't know. I had always managed my own finances, paid for my, all my way throughout college, paid for all my stuff. Honestly, since I was like 16, I paid for everything myself. And so I've always just taken really big, a lot of pride in that and kind of had a chip on my shoulder about it. I feel like. Mm-hmm. Um, and I don't know, I would just, I would get paid. I knew how much I was making. I would do all the things I knew I needed to do. I had my own way of organizing everything and I just handled it. And I felt like I was pretty good at that. 
And so then when we combined, it was like, I felt like everything was all not organized again. And then how we've been working really is like Chase takes care of everything and he organizes everything and makes sure everything's paid. That's like one of his roles within our marriage. Um, Mm -hmm. So I don't know We're we're going to talk about that a little more too. And I like how, what our goals are in terms of like our conversations together about finances. But yeah, it was just kind of hard to like give that sense of, I don't know the sense, like the sense that I, this is my own, like I was handling my own stuff. And it, you know, I, when I spend money now, I'm like, I don't know if it's my money or Chase's money. Well, it's just our money. Yeah. It's our money. Yeah. That's the thing. So, so we don't look at it, you know, like that anymore. Yeah. So I'm definitely, I'm happy that we combined, but I mean, there are some cons that I can, I can also like see that viewpoint of like being hesitant to combine finances or being like, I don't know, just kind of scared and hesitant, I guess. And I also was always afraid to depend on a man. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. But obviously we are, we are in a very healthy relationship, yeah. marriage, and it's a lot different. But I, I mean, personally, I did struggle with that. Yeah. Yeah. And I can see how that can be difficult. And that's another tip I would have kind of um, in regards to when you combined it is a very good idea to figure out which one of you all is going to be in charge of managing that mm-hmm. because I do think that it needs to probably just be one person because one of the things that we learned when we first co- joined our, our finances together was, uh, you know, Trine would try to go in there <laughs> and do something and move money around and then I would try to go in there and do something to move money around. Because we'd be trying to do the same thing. Yeah, we'd be trying to do the same thing or Trine would go try to pay this bill and then like the next day I would go in to try to pay that bill and it's already bi- paid or um, and it was just kind of like, you know, wishy-washy. Yeah, and, it and felt very that. messy. Yeah, it was super messy. It wasn't on, you know, wasn't working out. Uh, so that's kind of why we decided because I'm a lot more uh, anal, if you will, when it comes to the finances. So I look at our stuff, like I look at it every day. I look at our bank accounts every day. I'm, I'm like, make sure everything gets paid on time. Like I'm very, very, very like hyper aware of what's going on. So that's kind of why it made the most sense. And I do appreciate that. Yeah. Chase, I will say that is, I feel like that's almost what I gave up though. Cause like you are, you are a lot better at that. Um, but I feel like when I was single and when I had all my own stuff, I was really good at that. Yeah. But I feel like I have you here and it's, and you're really good at it. So I'm like letting you just take, take control of it. That's that there, that there it is. Yep. And there's nothing wrong. I gave up. Yeah. I gave up control, a little bit of control, which is hard for me sometimes. Yeah. Wow. I feel like I'm in a therapy session. I know. (laughs) And that's the point of doing these podcasts. That's what's so fun about it. You kind of get to sit down and and talk through some of these things and and figure it out uh, in real time. But yeah, yeah, definitely make sure you choose one person to manage it. But but yeah, of course, um, when you have a bigger pool of money, you're working together. You can achieve your financial goals much faster. You can save money a lot easier. You don't have to worry about being like, Okay, train did did you put your amount of savings <laughs> in the joint savings? Like I put yeah, mine in there. Did you much. do that? 
Um, and I think it just avoids a lot of, uh, like, when I think about issues with, like, finances and marriage, sometimes I think that it can come down to, like, a superiority thing. Like, mm. if you make more money and you buy more of the things that you have in the home, how mm. that can start to become an issue um, in the finance or, like, using that as leverage against your partner or, you know, like, mm. I bought the ketchup. Like, you don't get to use that ketchup. Like, buy your own ketchup or something, you know? <laughs> like, Man, we're I don't really know on, on the ketchup. Condiments <laughs> are coming to my mind today. <laughs> That's all I can think about That's right fine. now is condiments. So, um... I was going to ask you that, though. Dang it. Really? I was going to ask you, what kind of ketchup do you buy? No, I'm just kidding. Oh, really? I was going <laughs> to... Heinz. No, we don't even buy Heinz. <laughs> we ain't got it like that. No, that is so stupid because ketchup tastes different, okay? And we should be buying Heinz. I agree. I don't want ketchup that tastes like brown sugar. Yep. Anyways. That's and Heinz is a sponsor of the podcast. Thank you, Heinz. Oh, wow. Reach out to us, yeah. please. Okay. So anyways, what I was going to ask you before you brought it up is in regards to this conversation, like pros and cons of combining or not, do you think it makes a difference when one partner makes significantly more than the other mm-hmm. partner? Yeah. Do you think that that would be like a different conversation? Because for you and I, it's not that much of a difference. Yeah. So it's not that. Um, I don't know. I feel like we're. It's not like a dress. I feel like for some people, it might be like a drastic difference mm-hmm. or like one partner is staying home. Yeah. And the way that I still look at it is still your household income. Yeah, this is our I like agree. even if you stayed home and I made all the money or vice versa, like still I would not look at that any other way besides, you know, we both contribute to this family. Yeah. And it is our income. It's not I bought the TV. It's we bought the TV, mm-hmm. you know, because and that's just I think the healthiest way to look at it. But um, one of the cons that I feel like um in terms of combining and this kind of leads into it a little bit would be kind of the, the buying situation or, Mm -hmm. and I know, um, like, and I've had friends ask me about that. Like, what does that look like when one of you all wants to buy something or how does that Mm -hmm. kind of work? Because, you know, you have all your money in this pool and what if your partner's a big spender or, (laughs) you know, Mm -hmm. um, one of those. And that's, that's also something to, to talk about and have conversations about. Yeah. Um, we talked about that. Can I, sorry. Yeah, go ahead. We talked about that in premarital (laughs) counseling. Yeah. Um, we talked about what the pastor told us to do was think about your bottom, like your dollar amount that you feel like if your partner told you, Oh, I spent, da 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 today you would be like whoa Mm -hmm. like so think about that dollar amount that you would want to discuss that you know purchase with your partner beforehand Mm -hmm. just to make sure that you guys both agree that that's you know you Mm -hmm. both are okay with spending money on that yep so for us it's anything over a hundred dollars yep so like if I go out shopping and I spend eighty dollars ninety five, don't have to ask Chase. <laughs> Pro tip. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Just she just kidding. keeps it within the threshold. I'm just kidding, but for real, like that's just kind of our general rule, and I feel like we both respect it pretty well. Yeah, and I we like that is kind of our threshold, but we pretty much discuss everything before making like pretty much any purchase. Like yeah, we at least run it past each other. Like hey, you know, I'm gonna go buy Farm Simulator. 
Yeah. Or I say, hey, I'm going to spend $50 on espresso pods. And you're like, literally, that's so much on coffee. And I'm yep. like, I don't care. Yep. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yep. So we still pretty much discuss it. But that's one of the benefits of it, too. You know, it forces you all. Excuse me. White mocha's <laughs> coming up again. <laughs> the, white, the white mocha, man. It, I do love it, but it kind of just sits in your stomach a and little bit. And that's why you should be on team anything espresso. No. Katrina. No, no team train. Okay, but white mocha has espresso in it. I know, and I'm just saying I I don't like chocolate in my coffee, so I would okay. never be a mocha person. But anything okay. espresso besides mocha or chocolate. Okay. Thank fair. you. Yep. I'm drinking Choose a wisely. matcha latte today with oat milk and uh, two shots of espresso. So yeah, try ordering espresso. that in the Starbucks drive-thru men. Because that was a fun one for me today. I know. You kept giggling like a little girl. It was so cute. Well, yeah, because I had to read a whole... You were like, two pumps of brown chicken syrup. Well, yeah, I had to read a whole freaking paragraph of this order. (laughs) (laughs) My gosh, it's ridiculous. It's totally ridiculous. But anyways, um, you already know we have an MLM here. (laughs) Yeah, so... So obviously, uh, you know who to join. But, um, But yeah, it forces you to have those conversations. And I think... That can also, like, one of the pros to having your stuff still split up is, like, you don't necessarily have to have a lot of those conversations because it's still separate accounts. You can go spend your money on what you want to spend your money on. I can do the same. Mm -hmm. But I also look at that as somewhat of a con, too, because I feel like it's important in a marriage to have those conversations, even though they might be difficult Mm -hmm. or, you know, it. It, it might lead to anything else like potentially um, in terms of like an argument or whatever the case may be. But um, I know yeah. they can be tough conversations, but I think that that's important to have. And when all your stuff is separate, I just, I don't see that kind of going over potentially very well, but yeah. Yeah. And I feel like, I don't know if you have like the perspective that you're a team and like what's mine is yours and we're, I mean, you're my husband, you know, you're my wife, whatever. I, I don't know. I feel like it's just such a different mindset. Whereas like if we had separate accounts, it would kind of be like, oh, well, I don't know. I feel like it would leave a lot of room for, oh, well, you can't say anything because it's my money. Yeah. Like, I, you know what I mean? I just feel like it just brings a different like feel and like different. Yeah. Like It's a whole different mindset when you culture. transition to like, this is ours. This are, and that goes for everything, like not even just joint, you know, my debt is now your debt. Your debt is my debt. Hashtag student loans. <laughs> just kidding. And, you know, like that's what happens when we get married. Like we are bringing all that on together mm-hmm. and we handle everything else in life together. You know, yeah. why would we not manage our finances together? You know? Yeah. Yeah. For so, sure. yeah. Agreed. So, you know, if you're on the fence about it, you know, just remember it's not you and me, it's we. <laughs> so yeah and i cringe a little bit all this is to say we we are not the end-all be-all for opinions here and chase says we should take a stance i agree with taking a stance but i also understand that i will never understand anybody else's experience except for my own i'm a very big believer in that Mm -hmm. and you know yourself your relationship more than anybody so do what's best for you um these are just our thoughts and opinions on the subject matter yeah thank you for coming to my ted talk mic drop okay 
Yeah. I'm, I'm very so, yeah, but, you know, that's very, you know, of course, I'm very pro on that stance. And, you know, I've never sat down in my years of being in the financial services and insurance industry. I haven't really sat down with any, like, people who've been married 50 years. They're like, yep, everything's separate. We don't even do anything joint together. <laughs> I just don't feel like it. But there could be something that happens out there. But, um, yeah, but do whatever works for you. That's just my stance, of course, and I think you should still combine your finances. Anyways, after you sort that out with your partner, you sit down and you're starting to discuss, are we going to combine our finances or are we not? Um, it's you, me, it's we. And the next step would be when you do combine your finances, you're going to have to have regular conversations mm-hmm. about what is going on. And how do you do that, Treen? Through um, a finan- financial financial. Fi- a financial meeting mm-hmm. with your partner at least like once a month, if not every two weeks. Mm-hmm. So this is something that Chase and I are trying to do. We, again, learned about it in premarital counseling and we we have not done this so far, but this is a huge goal of ours because um, yep. it, allows for time for you and your partner to sit down and get on the same page about ever, like all of your finances. Yep. I agree. So have an intentional time. This is something that we are going to work on in 2023. Um, we're going to put it on the calendar. Yep. We're going to put it on the calendar and we're going to take some time, you know, even if it's just an hour, uh, just to get on the same page with how things are looking for the month in terms of our finances. Um, looking at, you know, what are some of our goals, for the month mm-hmm. in terms of our finances, look at some of our spending. Um, and like review, review like your plan for spending and bills and all that. Mm-hmm. Yep. Kind of just taking an inventory check, like how much did we spend last weekend? Um, do we need to dial it back a little bit? Uh, and also making sure, you know, did we save the amount of money that we were planning on saving this month? Mm-hmm. And just sitting down and just taking the time to have those conversations, especially when it's combined because I know for us, especially like since we don't have that time set up right now, it can seem like like you're kind of in the dark with things, uh-huh. I would say, because I kind of like, you know, manage everything and just kind of take care of that. So I can see yeah. how that could potentially put you in the dark with where we're at financially. Oh, I'm completely in the dark right now. Mm-hmm. If we're being honest, I have no idea. <laughs> yeah. Like Chase just handles it. And I think that brings me a lot of anxiety. Um and I, that's why it's something that we want to work on. And I also think that a pro of sitting down with your partner and having like a financial meeting would be to, cause I know like it, it probably is uncomfortable and anxious when you sit down and look at it all. I know it is for me. It is. It is for both of us. Yeah. Um, and, but it's like uncomfortable for like an hour or however long you talk about things and you lay it all out there. But once you have a tangible plan moving forward, you are more prepared. You are more like you just, you know more about, oh, it's okay that we just spent $80, $100 Saturday night because that's in our spending plan. And we don't have to feel guilty about that. We don't have to feel anxious because we don't know how much money we're spending. Well, we do. And we know yep. how much we have to spend. Yep. So, and I think you, you know that, but I don't. And I just listened to Chase and I'm just like, oh, okay. That sounds yeah. good. <laughs> yep. Yeah, absolutely. So that's something that we're going to work on is definitely taking the time to sit down more often and discuss it. 
so that we're on the same page with everything. We know exactly where we are. Um, but you kind of alluded to the next topic. Which is? In the tips. Which is you got to create a spending plan. A budget. Also known as a budget. We gave the tip of reframing the language to spinning plan last week. Yep. And we didn't want to be frauds. Yeah. Yeah. We didn't want to be frauds at all. Fraudulent. Um, but That's yeah, we call it a spending plan because, again, negative connotations around certain things. A lot of people might look at a budget as being restrictive or taking away or mm-hmm. whatever the case is there. That means the same thing, I just realized. So. Um, taking away and restrictions, <laughs> um, but um, you get synonyms. my point. Yeah, synonyms, you know. So um, increase understanding among our listeners. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so you got to use multiple synonyms to explain something, and uh, so that's why we use the term spending plan instead of using the term budget, uh, because we want the spending plan to be something more positive. And of course, we all love spending money. We work so hard to earn it. We yeah. should be able to spend it, right? Exactly. So, you should be able to enjoy it. Yep. And I think that I like the the change to spending plan because I think for you and I, like we grow up with a like scarcity mindset. Like I yep. know for me, like I've come a long way, but I used to be terrified to spend money like to the point where it was like you weren't enjoying what you were working hard for because yep. I was like terrified that I wouldn't be able to pay my bills or I something terrible would happen and there's just a better way to manage things than than to always be scared to spend yeah yeah you should be able to spend your money and putting together a good spending plan um, and monitoring it it allows you to then spend your money and not feel guilty about it not feel buyer's remorse does anybody else feel like that oh yes like I go out and like buy a new pair of jeans and I'm like I am such a piece of crap spending mm-hmm. all this money i don't need a new pair of jeans why did i do that i'm the same way it is so and this is something that chase and i are working on yeah yeah we're not very but good at like we go buy something and then we like stress about it and it like talk takes about the joy out of it and it's like yeah. well you bought it like i guess you could go return it if you are you gonna return it yeah, if exactly. not okay shut up <laughs> like instead of being Move excited on. about it it was like let yourself be excited. Yeah. yeah, exactly. So um, having a good spending plan in place kind of allows for that because you've now allotted that income towards doing those things that you want to do, towards entertainment, mm-hmm. towards buying what you want to buy, um, et cetera, kind of takes some of the stress off of actually buying it. And you shouldn't feel bad about buying it because you work for your money. And if you just worked and never got yourself something that you want, it's kind of takes the joy out of earning that income exactly. to begin with. So And also... Not to be like dramatic or sad, um, but I'm both of those things. So um, you're dramatic and sad. <laughs> typically, no. But I was gonna say no. <laughs> okay. Is everything okay over there? No. <laughs> Do we need I'm to talk about kidding. something else? I'm just kidding. But um, I was gonna say like you never know like if you're promised tomorrow. So, oh, yeah, we're getting real deep. That's well, that's why I was gonna say that's why I said I was ain't gonna die with it. (laughs) You really aren't, though. Like, so that's why you should enjoy and just stop saving things for a rainy day. Like, we just went and got Starbucks this morning, 
And in my head, we had some Starbucks gift cards from Christmas. In my head, I was like, but if we spend this, then I'm not going to have my gift card anymore. <laughs> but it's like, why would you save it, Katrina? <laughs> why are you going to save yeah. it? What are you going to do with it? Look at it in your purse. Exactly. <laughs> like, yeah. that's what it's for. Yeah. And I'm like, I'd rather spend my my thirteen ninety eight from my own money instead of spending these gift cards. Yeah, it was expensive. Starbucks is, well, yeah, it's because you got a whole paragraph of a drink. <laughs> That is true. My drink was like seven dollars, and yeah. I have no regrets. Yep, I'm just like grande white mocha for me, and then I'm like, wait, what did you want again? Uh, grande, uh, what was like, that? What I want a double cheeseburger and hold ice, the lettuce. Yeah, uh, mm-hmm. ice, two pumps of. Th- what did you say? We'd be up in this draft through order for two. Mm-hmm. <laughs> do you remember that rap? Yeah, I do. All right, it sounds like you know it very well too. <laughs> <laughs> I memorized it. Killing it. Um, okay. So you've created a good spending plan together. You've talked about combining, not combining your finances and you have a good plan and you're meeting every single month to discuss it and review it. Mm -hmm. The next step that you should work towards in terms of your goals is building an emergency fund. Chase, what is an emergency fund? Well, it's fun for when you have emergencies. It's a fund for emergencies. It's fun for emergencies. Okay, and this will bring you what? Yeah, so it'll the bring point you a of peace the, of mind. Yep, That's what I was. Of, oh, did you, you want me to finish it with that? Kind of left me hanging. Oh, I'm sorry. <laughs> it's okay, go ahead. <laughs> we weren't on the same same wavelength for that one, but um, yeah, building an emergency fund. This is just money that's going to go in the old-fashioned savings account in the bank. Um, that is 100% liquid, so that way, if something did happen, you have a flat tire, or mm-hmm. um, you never know what kind of crisis could happen. Uh, you have that money. You have mm-hmm. three to six months of living expenses built up in that savings account. Mm-hmm. So that way you're not stressing because you never know what can happen. Uh, I work in the insurance business. I see crazy stuff happen all the time. Yeah. Especially yeah. to people, homeowners out there. So it is so crucial to have that emergency fund built up. Start working towards the three to six months of expenses. I know that, you know, three months of living expenses that can add up very quickly. So, um, like I said, with some of our goals in our previous podcast, start small, start with something that's more attainable. Maybe that's a thousand dollars. Maybe that's five hundred dollars. Start with something. But you need to definitely build the habit on saving. Um, a lot of people used to say from my time of sitting down with people and discussing finances is, you know, I would save more money if I made more money, <laughs> which, mm-hmm. you know, I understand where you're coming from there. But my thought process is, is if you can't save one dollar out of a hundred, you're not going to save a hundred dollars out of a thousand dollars. Oh, that was good. Yeah. Well, it's the truth. It's it's a habit just like anything else, just like working out. Um, if you do not build it now when, you know, because even when you and I were going, when we were very financially not okay <laughs> like when we were in college and literally stuff. when we were in college and we were surviving off yeah of we were just surviving we would like take turns because there was like times when like i would be in sc- i like when i went to grad school i was the only income i had was uh yeah. working at a restaurant two days a week mm-hmm. and then my savings was getting us through and yeah. then your job yeah and then Which vice versa was not I remember when I was working full time, but you were still in school, so you weren't able to work full time. Mm-hmm. Um, At so one point, I was commission only too, so yeah, <laughs> there, we through went through yeah. we went through a lot. But one thing that we've always had, no matter what, is we always well, and one thing I'm really proud of 
um, at least of our financial situations, we've always been diligent about saving our money and uh, continuing to save even when we didn't feel like we had money to save. Um, And that's the thing, you know, you got to build that habit just like anything else you have to. And I don't care what amount it is. I don't care if you save 10 cents out of a paycheck or whatever the case is. Like you have to set that money aside for the emergency fund, Um, especially when it comes to another thing I think about is like, um, and again, I come from an insurance background. Okay. So bear with me here. Okay. (laughs) But if something were to happen to you and you cannot go earn an income anymore and you become disabled or whatever the case is, it's so important to you and your family that you have that money set aside at least three to six months of expenses. Mm -hmm. So that way you can get through it and then hopefully you have some disability insurance that can kick in all back in. And not even for just like emergencies, but it allows you to do other things. Cause I was thinking when I said that I went back to grad school and I was only working two days. I literally, now that I like think about it, and look back on it, I could only do that because I had built up so much in my savings that I could make sure all my bills were paid. Yep. Like every month, and I was in grad school for, I mean, it was probably a year before, yeah, it was a year before because I quit uh, my full-time job in August to go back to school, and then I started my now full-time job in August. Yep. So I had enough money saved up for a whole year of my bills. Do yep. you realize that? Yeah. Like, and I could not, I could not have gotten my master's if I hadn't have saved money. Yep. Like, seriously, I, I know. could not have done that. It would have been difficult for sure. Or, I mean, I guess I could have done that and I would have had to get like, I would have just been working like crazy. Yeah. So. Which would have been tough and probably very stressful. Yeah, I was already working on the weekends five days a week. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> going to an unpaid internship. Yeah. yeah, I remember that. Um sacrifices you got to make yeah so there's just what i'm saying is there's like different situations that like if you do make it a point to save that could allow for you to get through that too, allow more opportunities for you i guess yep yep absolutely um and the best tip that we have for saving money and it has helped us um substantially uh, especially since we combined you know we had to work towards saving towards a wedding and getting that paid for um, and one thing that we always live by and I always live by. What is it, Dave? Are you calling me Dave right now? What is it, Dave? You are not either right now. What is it, Dave, Mr. Dave Ramsey? You are not even right now. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just hey, kidding. Listen, but Dave, is it? Dave has some good stuff out there, too. Um, I don't agree with everything that he has to say, but. Isn't uh, this a Dave Ramsey thing, though? Uh, no, I don't think I, oh, so. I this is a common just a common like financial tip oh, well. that they say. And that <laughs> is the Maybe I relate term. everything to Dave Ramsey. I don't know. <laughs> yeah. I'm trying to think if it's in like rich dad, poor dad, or, um, I don't know. I don't know where it came from. I just, I just know okay, of it. it. And that is to paying yourself <laughs> first. <laughs> Pay yourself first. Pay yourself what first. What does that mean? If someone has never heard what the heck that is, what does it mean? The term paying yourself first. So you have this great spending plan all together and you have decided on how much of our income we are going to save, which ideally should be about 20% of your income should go towards saving and investing your money. Um, So you have that amount allocated for you. And so when you get paid, the first thing that you do 
is you pay yourself first. Right when you get paid, you take that money, you transfer it for it, or you automatically transfer it mm. into your savings account or investing or whatever the case is. You know what that amount's going to be. You pay it first. You do not pay all your bills, get everything else paid, have fun out, partying, yeah. spend all the money there, and then whatever's left over, then I save that. Yeah, that. No, don't do that. You owe yourself first. You are the first person that gets paid before anybody else gets paid. That's how it works. That's what's going to keep you consistent. Because if you rely on, okay, I'm going to get my bills taken care of. I'm going to, you know, we're going to go out and do X, Y, Z this weekend. And we're going to do this and this and this. And I got this trip plan. I'm going to pay for that. Then for whatever is left over, I'm going to save that. You're never going to work out. Yep. Yep. (laughs) Most likely. Yep, exactly. So it's just going to be a perpetual cycle of you not being able to save your money. And then it's going to become a habit just like anything else. And you're going to get away from consistently saving money and you're not going to be able to hit your goals. So um, that's why absolutely pay yourself first. Yeah. And with that, I would say like maybe even like set an alarm in your phone the day you get paid. And if you like already know your your you know, the bills you have that month or whatever, if you already have like have the numbers and it's pretty consistent how much you're getting paid and everything else, then transfer that money like the day you get paid, like send alarm on your phone, yep. transfer the money. And it's also fun to like watch your savings grow. Yeah. It is like exciting. It is like very exciting, for yep. me. riveting even. Yeah, it is exciting. <laughs> I'm just kidding, and but it really is exciting. Yeah. And that's just it's what's going to help you be consistent. Like think of you know, a lot of people, um, maybe not a lot should be the word, but majority of people participate in like a 401k at work. Um, and one of the benefits of having that program through your employer and why it works so well is because that money is taken out before it hits your bank account. So you don't even see it. You don't realize it. You don't recognize it. You just sign up and you do a certain percentage, um, of your income and it automatically gets taken out and then money gets put into your account so you don't see it you don't recognize it and that's another thing if you do have you know issues with saving um and it is a struggle for you to like see the money in there and you kind of like have this urge like oh i want to spend that or i want to you know i have this money in here like i want to buy this thing um burning a hole in your pocket yeah if it's burning a hole in your pocket set it up to where you don't see that account at all like set it up to where you literally cannot see it or That's have interesting. you can do that on most like apps. Yeah. Yeah. You can like set it up to where you don't see that account and then you're not going to be tempted by it. Um, or whatever the case is, if that's something that you might end up, uh, struggling with, just set it up to where you don't see it out of sight, out of mind. For sure. I love that. Mm-hmm. I love that. Did so, you have anything else you wanted to touch on, on, on well, that? I was just going to say, as far as like a savings account goes, I haven't brought this up to you, but one of my goals, I want to see what you, your reaction to this, Mm -hmm. but one of my goals is to, um, switch our savings account and and tell me if I'm wrong when I say this, because I don't, I don't know if this is the right terminology, but transfer it to a high yield savings account. Yeah. Where it like a a, money market account. Yeah. Where it like builds interest and your money like pays you. Mm -hmm. Right. Yeah, it does. So basically, and I know it doesn't like 
probably add up to being that much, but like, why would you not do that? Even if it adds up to a little bit, right? Yeah, that's the, that's the thought. So, um, obviously like something like that is not like your home run investment opportunity. Um, the benefits of that similar to your savings is it is a liquid account, so you mm-hmm. can still access your funds. Um, but it's not a bad idea to do cause it will gain at least a little bit more interest in your savings account. Cause the thing about, and we'll, we can get into more investing and stuff maybe in a little bit more depth uh, mm-hmm. in a future episode. But the thing about parking your money in a savings account for a long period of time, and a lot of people end up doing this, is they just save and save and save into their savings account, which is not necessarily a bad thing. But year over year, right, we're getting hit with inflation. So all your money that's just parked there, you're actually losing money by keeping it in that savings account. It's not gaining. It's going to gain a little bit of interest for you. But it's likely it's not going to amount to anything that's going to compete with inflation that is ideally going to be about three percent per year. But Mm -hmm. obviously this year is way different because it's like eight percent or somewhere (laughs) like Mm -hmm. crazy right now. So when you have be safe, right? Yeah, it's it's liquid. Yeah, it is liquid. Um, That's the main benefit is it's liquid and it can grow, but it can go down. Correct. Yeah. So that that would be like the safe That'd be like a pro of it, but you continue because I agree right. with what you're saying. Yeah. And like the thing about a money market, it's just basically like a glorified savings account is all <laughs> it is. So and it usually it, does it have an annual fee. Li- it earns a little bit more interest than just like a standard savings yeah. account. But it's not definitely not a bad idea to um, pursue if you, you know, didn't want to, if you wanted to and. Yeah. I know a lot of people like they use that instead of using a savings account because at least it gets a little bit more. Yeah. Um, obviously, it's not like a home run hitter. It's not like what you're relying on for retiring, but right, um, right. it's, you know, something different to gain you a little but bit I, more interest. I think that is like a good option if you're like if you're not because I know with like money markets and everything, I think it differs from wherever you're banking or what accounts they're offering. But right. sometimes there's like a limit of how much money you can withdraw. I think on a money market at equity, it was like two times a month or maybe something yeah. like that. No, that's savings. And then it charges you a dollar. Yeah. I don't know. Anyways, Which don't there might be different. On that, but yeah. <laughs> there might be like different limitations or whatever, but um, I think that it would be like a good option for your emergency fund money. Cause if it, yeah. Because that is just sitting there. But if you're like saving for like, something specific and you know that you're going to like drain that like if you want to save for a down payment on a house Mm -hmm. then make sure you have extra money in there before you know what I mean yeah and one thing that's just my thoughts yeah yeah no and that's that's really good thinking one thing I would like to say before we go any further Mm -hmm. because we got to be careful on it um uh, we are not financial advisors and we are not licensed. Okay. So we cannot. Exactly. Yep. So um, if you do want any advice on how to manage your finances or about any accounts or anything like that, investment related, um, consult with your financial advisor. Yeah. This is just like our opinions and our personal experience and what we want to do yeah. as a couple. Yep. Absolutely. And if you uh, are looking to get a financial advisor, which is actually another tip I would highly suggest having yeah we um, have one yeah so um definitely go get a financial advisor it's great um one they're very knowledgeable on the subject um and the the main benefit of having an advisor is they're really like more of a behavioral coach than anything um they keep you from you know panicking when the market's down 
whatever the case is, um, and kind of can just help guide you through your finances. And because a lot of times finances are a very emotional thing, like we make decisions with our money based on emotion. So it's kind of great to have a professional there Mm -hmm. who's not going to, you know, guide you based on emotion, but guide you based on what you need to do to get you to where you want to go financially. Mm-hmm. Um, like logically. Yeah. yeah. Yep. So it's great to kind of have that. Um, and just a couple tips on that one, make sure they're fiduciary. They uphold that fiduciary standard. Um, mm-hmm. and for those of you guys who don't know what that means, um, like a lot of your doctors and stuff like that, they hold this fiduciary standard and it means that they are legally obligated to put your needs before their own. Cause there are a lot of financial products out there, folks that pay really good commissions if they sell them, there are plenty of advisors out there that are more salespeople than they are advisors. Um, so keep an eye out for that. Make sure they uphold that fiduciary standard. Ask them that question. Um, also, designations are important. Make sure they are an advisor, which means that they have their investment licenses, mm-hmm. things like that. Um, uh, check and see, you know, do they have a CFP designation? Are they a certified financial planner, which is uh, very top notch in the industry. Um, not very many advisors have that. So, um, so just look for those yeah. kinds of things and ask those kinds of questions. But I chase, I feel like when you talk about that, like I'm picturing you looking at me and then me just looking like a huge thought bubble above me with a bunch of question marks and like yeah. confused emojis. <laughs> yeah. I'm like throwing like a ton of terms out there and I'm like fiducia what? Yeah. Fiddle. <laughs> Fiddlesticks? Yeah. What the hell are you? Oh, my gosh. Oh, you. What uh, the heck are you talking about? <laughs> y'all, listen, y'all. Treen just y'all. cursed on the fi- on the podcast for the very first time. Wow. Yeah, don't think you're just going to skate away from that by <laughs> trying to say y'all and use a country accent. No, you're busted. <laughs> you are busted. <laughs> yeah, I, I am a busted can of biscuits. Yeah, well, well there's a That's first time fine. for everything. That's fine. So for the next tip, so once you got that, you're starting to work towards building up an emergency fund uh, to make sure when life goes wrong, you're good to go. The next step is going to be uh, paying down high interest debt. Paying down that high interest debt. So what that we would mean be by where this I would start. is if you have credit cards out there and then every single month you're getting hit with it. Uh, I don't know how to say that word occurring, accruing, accruing interest, accruing. Yeah. Thank you. Accruing interest. Mm, you better pay that one first. <laughs> yep. It's a lot. Yep. Um, so personal story. Um, so just so, yeah. And just so you guys know, as we're talking through this, um, we're obviously, we're not millionaires and we're not perfect with our finances. We're no, not trying to be, um, this is literally what we like want to tell ourselves because this, these are our goals to be like, look, we actually need to start, really setting goals around this and moving forward financially because yeah like he like chase just said like we are not this is actually like i was a little nervous for this episode actually because this is like where i feel the least confident Mm -hmm. (laughs) and so i don't know this yeah but that's why it's so good to talk about it because we can learn together we're all learning together yeah and we're also putting it out there it's kind of holding our feet to the fire a little bit yeah it is yep so um Paying down high interest debt. So, yeah, I learned this one the hard way for sure um, because I had to get my wisdom teeth taken out mm. a while back. And it um, was a lot of money. Yeah, I didn't have any kind of dental insurance, of course. So, um, 
I went to get it done, um, and it was like eighteen, nineteen hundred dollars somewhere in there. Mm-hmm. And I was like, okay, no biggie. I'll take out one of those cards, uh, put it on the card, and just it was like no interest for a year. I think is what I thought it was, mm-hmm. but apparently I was wrong. But um, so you know, again, not having a great plan in place for it. I was like, yeah, I'll take it out. Um, this year doesn't have interest. I'll just make payments on it, mm-hmm. get it knocked out. No uh, and deal. guess what I didn't do? <laughs> get it knocked out. I didn't get it knocked out. <laughs> I just made like regular $50 payments per month on it. And I was like, oh, okay, you know, boom, paying it down. I'll pay it off eventually, right? But then it kept accruing interest every month. Well, no, that's the thing. It really didn't accrue every month. What oh, happened was, was is at one. the okay, end okay. of the year, after 12 months... I look at my account and eventually, um, uh, essentially is what the word I was looking for. Every payment I made on that meant absolutely nothing because <laughs> they hit me with an interest charge of like $580 or something mm. out of nowhere. And so like every single payment that I made pretty much that year made no difference well, at literally, all. Well, because if you're making a roughly $50 payment for 12 months, that's... How much money is that? Six hundred bucks. Six hundred dollars. Yep. And then they hit you with a five hundred plus interest charge. Mm-hmm. <sighs> Learn from our mistakes, you guys. Yep. So we obviously, were so angry. We were like, we're just gonna pay the off all of it off right now. Yep. So yeah. So learn from me um and definitely with those you know high interest uh cards that you might have balances on um which majority of people fall into that trap um super common um but focus on getting that high interest debt out of the way because yeah as soon as that happened i discussed it and we went ahead kind of taken care of because we were like we're not letting this happen again um but again that could have been something that if we would have been more proactive in the meantime Mm -hmm. we could have gotten that taken care of and then we wouldn't have it wouldn't have cost us an additional six hundred dollars um so you know just something uh to take into account uh make sure to focus on paying down that high interest first uh but that's not to say that credit cards are bad because i'm very pro credit cards yeah so we are pro credit cards yeah credit here. cards are a great financial tool but just keep in mind there's a big difference between spending money on a credit card that you have in the bank versus spending money on a credit card that, that you, you do not have, have in the bank <laughs> big difference okay so uh get them credit cards helps with your credit score obviously be a transactor that's what the credit card companies call you because you're going to pay that thing off every single month and you're going to reap the benefits of it. For sure. And don't we spend haven't, money. Yeah, we, we haven't bought a hotel. <laughs> we haven't spent money on a hotel out of our pocket for probably a little while now. So, Yeah, I'm laughing because when you said that, I was thinking of Monopoly and I was like, we haven't bought a hotel. Yeah. <laughs> what are you talking about? Like we're going to make people pay more when they land on our property? Yeah, Absolutely. Okay. Maybe one day, yeah. That's how my mind works. But what I was going to say is don't spend money that you don't have. Because I do that a lot. Yeah. Historically. We did that a lot. Historically. Yeah. Because it's, we, well, we have this credit card. Oh, it's easy, you know, whatever, whatever. And then it's like, oh, crap. So. Mm-hmm. Yep. And so, yeah, we've made that mistake as well. So it's just part of the process. Oh, show, fo show. Now I'm going to tell you my little story about a little tip that I want you to little know. Oh, a little <laughs> tip that you want to little know? <laughs> <laughs> my tip is if you get hit with a hospital bill, 
a hospital bill, a doctor's office bill, literally any bill that is medical. <laughs> you need to pay that. Because yes. let me tell you, I'm going to tell you a little story. Okay. I did not have health insurance. I Well, I had health insurance throughout college, but it was like not very great health insurance. Okay. So I go to this, I go to the, um, well, I didn't have a primary care provider either. Um, I still don't, but that's besides the point. <laughs> but I went to the urgent care because I had a terrible cough. It was like April and it wasn't going away. And I think I was maybe like a sophomore in college. So I was, I don't even know if I was 21 yet <laughs> or I had just turned 21, right? I was young. And I mean, I'm still young, whatever. Um, but I went, I had a cough, so I went there, whatever. And they ran a couple like strep, t- strep throat test or whatever. Um, and a couple like flu test. And they were like, eh, it's negative. It is your allergies. You have allergies. You need to go, you know, buy some allergy medicine and take it. And I was like, all right, cool. No big deal. Whatever. Peace out. So I did that. Just got bought some allergy medicine. Then I get a bill in the mail for $50. Okay. And let me tell you, $50 now, I would think, oh, yeah, whatever. $50 then was like gold. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Like I was very young. I was working very hard to barely get by so I could, you know, get through college. And $50 was a lot. And I, I remember that day. I think it was like April. It was like May, maybe. I think it was like finals week. <laughs> I, I remember being under a lot of stress and I got that bill in the mail and I just started crying and I was like, this system is so crappy. Like, yeah, they're taking advantage of people. They didn't even do anything for me. Like you just walked in. They gave you a strep test. And like, you're good to go. Here's 50, you know, $50. Yeah. Bill. And I was so mad. I called um, the urgent care that I went to and I was like, so what happens if I don't pay this? And they were like, well, you know, if we have bills that are are unpaid for a lauded amount of time, then we'll send them to collections. And I was like, all right, cool. Sounds great. Send it. Send it on over. I'm, mm-hmm. I'm, I ain't paying this. You know? Yeah, Trin really stuck it to the main. I was really sticking <laughs> it. To, okay. Don't, don't do that. Just, you showed them, didn't you? Just ya? pay the $50 because it will ding your credit score and yep. it will follow you everywhere. And uh, I feel like, like, I was really responsible with my money. I always have been. I've paid all my bills on time. I've saved money, whatever. And then this is still on my credit score to this day, which I, I have decent credit now, but like, I remember like trying to see if I would be approved for a loan. Um, one semester when I was like nervous about I, if I was going to be able to pay for college or not. And I was not approved for a loan because of that like ding on my credit mm-hmm. so just pay Over the 50 dollars. yeah just pay the 50 dollars. it's really not that deep i just just pay it <laughs> like don't yeah. let that haunt your credit score your credit score is a lot more important than 50 dollars. yeah pay all your bills actually that's a good idea <laughs> yeah do that <laughs> yeah you know just something to do you should definitely pay your bills um it's a good idea uh to make sure that you have a roof over your head and lights and everything else so huh? Yeah, lights, camera, action. Mm-hmm. You already know. So, um, again, there's a few things to get you started. Uh, again, creating that spending plan, uh, having those meetings about it, discussing it, having emergency fund built up, 
uh, start paying down some of that high interest debt, of course, which is a big goal of ours actually here in uh, 2023. So we still have some high interest debt that we're working on getting paid down. Mm. Um, so that's one of our big ones that we're going to get knocked out as a team this year. Um, we're going to have then, a financial meeting right after this podcast. Yeah, we are. Yeah. Can this count as our financial meeting? No. <laughs> okay. It doesn't count. Okay. Um, no worries. So, uh, and then after that, um, of course, looking into, uh, doing a few other things, of course, talking about investing your money, mm-hmm. uh, things like that. Um, which a goal of mine is after we have our, um, emergency fund built up and we're also talking about like saving for a house and stuff like that. Yeah. But once we get to like a good number, not even our goal number, I want to start like stop saving at some point. I don't know when this will be. Okay. I'm just, I'm just throwing stuff out there. I want to stop saving and start investing. Even yeah. if it's like a little bit. Yep. Yep. Cause the biggest thing to investing is, you know, the earlier start, the better off you're going to be so for sure start early and often um you do not want to be late to that party because compounded interest uh eighth wonder of the world mm-hmm. but it benefits you the younger that you start the way better off you're going to be uh, it makes a drastic difference so make sure when time's on your side that you take full advantage of that um i know a good start that a lot of people do is they have a 401k through work and that's a yeah. tremendous start and then you can work your way out from there and, um, you know, get a Roth IRA or talk with your advisor on mm. that and make sure they get you all taken care of and explain that. And we can even talk more in depth into that if that would be something that you guys would be interested in. Um, but, yeah, yeah that's going to be kind of our – we put a lot of that stuff on hold when we were wedding planning because, obviously, that's expensive. Yeah. So <laughs> that was a pretty penny. So um, oh. we're going to start to – I'm sorry. That probably sounded so stupid. What did you say? I was just dying that, that the fact that you said pretty penny. That yeah, was a pretty penny. <laughs> you know, when you just grow up and then you start becoming all the adults that were. Yeah, I feel like a total about. dad right now. Like, well, that you was a be pretty save, penny. You should be saving your money. I know. You know? <laughs> <laughs> I feel like we're, we're, we're totally being like grandparents right now but um but for real i hope you found some value out of this conversation today around getting those finances back on track here for 2023 um and is there anything else we want to talk about in regards to them finances anything else that comes to mind you know um yeah just join our mlm and then yep and <laughs> that's then, all yep work on increasing that income that's going to help out drastically and again you can make six figures Sitting on the couch. How much experience do you need, Trine? Zero. How much upfront investment do you need, Trine? Five thousand dollars. So we're gonna do five five thousand dollars. Yeah, five thousand dollars. So we oh, make okay. a lot of money. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, that's it. Yeah. So yeah, you, you do have to buy. People. You do have to buy in, but keep in mind when you you know you recruit people in and then you get permission uh, permission you'll you get, get commission <laughs> off of when they buy in. So you know you'll make that money back so easy yeah it'll be fine um yeah but <laughs> i'm totally i had a um a quote-unquote mentor from one of those companies one time that almost convinced me to sell my car whenever i was wow. like 16 17 maybe wow mm-hmm oh yeah so isn't that disgusting yeah that like people that take advantage of like vulnerable people like that i just want to well, that's the target audience is young, well, driven people who are entrepreneurial or um, whatever the case is. And, you know, 
Yeah. I was talking to them on the phone. They had an upfront cost. And I, of course, I was young and naive. I didn't freaking know anything <laughs> about yeah. anything. I was just like seeing all these ads about, oh, you can have an online business and you can make all this money if you just, you know, talk to us and sign up and do this. It's so easy, right? And I was like, oh, heck yeah, that sounds great. (laughs) (laughs) Where do I sign? Yeah. (laughs) Um, So, yeah, and I did that. I talked to this guy on his phone. This is like for real, like a grown man. And I'm like, well, I don't have, I don't know how much the buy-in was. It probably was like $5,000. Wow. And uh, I was like, well, I don't have $5,000, like, or whatever. And I was like, well, you know, my car is like, I could probably get like two or 3000 out of that maybe. Um, Or this. And like, yeah, we're legit. And he's like, yeah. And literally he told me, he was like, yeah, but think about it this way. Like, okay, you sold that car, but think about all the other cars you're going to be able to buy once you get on with this and you're making all this money. That that makes me angry. Yeah. And now you understand why I do not like that business model. But we're still starting one anyways. (laughs) Why Mocha? (laughs) Team Why Mocha. MLM. Let's go. No. Um for real though yeah that did that did legit happen so uh yeah beware of that stuff out there guys um that's like preying on like your emotions too oh mm-hmm. gross yes yeah, disgusting makes me so mad yep yep all right um, so anyways yeah but anyways guys uh if you enjoyed this episode uh, and you want to see more episodes like this or you want us to talk about anything in, in particular when it comes to the finances or if you have any questions um, that would be awesome if we started receiving some questions potentially, or just things we can talk about on the yeah, podcast. Or like things you, yeah. Yeah. Well, I, I'm just going to repeat what you said, things yeah. that you <laughs> want to hear us talk about or. Yeah, that would, that would be great. Like Cause, that. um, we've kind of been through three topics now. Um, again, we got health, uh, we have finances and we have like more relationship, relationship stuff. So, um, yeah, if there's something in between those that you all would like us to talk about a little bit more, like mm-hmm. we, we'd love that. Uh, we'd love to take that into consideration and, and just have more topics that you all would be genuinely yeah. interested in. Um, and also of course, uh, we appreciate y'all coming along and listening, uh, today and, uh, please leave us a review if you have not, that means a ton to us. Um, it also please. helps the podcast to grow, um, which is which is fantastic, and we appreciate uh, all the love and support that we've been getting. For sure, and our first two episodes have reached seventy plays each. Yep, so that was a, a pretty big milestone, um, and we're on our sixth episode, which is even even greater. So yeah, no, but uh, yeah, I was predicting we'd have five listens, and <laughs> on the first episode, and uh, we've been uh, it's been doing pretty well, and that's thanks to you guys. So thank you all so much. Uh, for all the support again and again and again I can't say it enough so thank you it's we appreciate all it. in my head I, I think, think about, about it over and over again yeah. and with that we will see you next week we'll see you next <laughs> week and uh what are we gonna talk about I have no idea we're gonna talk about health next week we're so stay tuned yeah stay tuned and uh yeah we'll see y'all then all right peace out bye <laughs>